to the Meaningful Marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real life stories. Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Smithsonian Marshall, a meaningful marketplace. Thanks for joining us as we hear stories of women in the food industry. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce. And Sarah Massoni of Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center. Sarah, we um, got to do something new this week, which is that it was the first time that we were um, out of town together in, in a, a new different place. city. Woo-hoo. Sarah and I went to San Francisco together for the fancy food show, and mm-hmm. we went along with a bunch of other um, Oregon companies. We had yeah. seven other companies with us. Some of them have been past guests. We yeah. were there with Momo Coco, yeah. Sendas, Tarta. Tarta, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, TMK Creamery. TMK. So all guests that we've had on the show, and we had a really nice time in San Francisco. I had never been to a food show like that before. It's big. So we've talked about them on the show, but I had no idea what I was in for. Who didn't know? She ran out of corn chips, just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I did. There was a lot of people there. On the last day I up, came up to her and I'm like, oh, I see you have different corn chips. <laughs> I know. I brought, I, um, brought my own Juanita's chips from here in Oregon and they don't sell those in San Francisco or at least I couldn't find them in the city anywhere so I had to buy a different kind of chip so Sarah of course noticed right away yeah they were pretty good though yeah they were good um, but the uh, the food show was kind of a wild ride. There's so many food vendors there. I, did, I had no idea. Thousands. I've done lots of like craft show type things. So I was thinking there would be a few hundred. But there was, yeah, literally thousands. Yeah. Pretty much every buyer from every kind of store was there. Every yes. kind of distributor. Brokers. Um, brokers, mm-hmm. manufacturers. I had people that um, could do ingredient sourcing for me that I had yeah. never met before. And it was a pretty neat experience oh that's good to hear yeah what did did you talk to the other um, makers that you brought along with everyone you? everyone said it was wonderful and each person took something different away yeah yeah i, I think it was really cool and thanks for bringing us along with you i oh, think yeah. um it's good it's to pleasure. kind of do it that way first mm-hmm. so you know what you're really in for if you go have your own yeah. booth yeah now so next steps could be you could have uh a, a small booth by yourself or yeah. actually come with the Department of Agriculture in 2021. We're going to have a big Oregon pavilion. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I did notice there was other states that had their own sections, and there wasn't an Oregon section, but but next year there will be. Yeah, and they said applications are opening soon. Whoa. Already. So That's it, like when yeah. you um, talk to food buyers, which we're going to do in a little bit today, but they mm-hmm. are planning for holiday already. <laughs> for next year. <laughs> it's like, what? It's yeah, that kind of time. Ahead. Well, you were in San Francisco. Did you have any favorite bites? I always like to ask you that question when you're on the road. Well, yeah, I feel like a complete goofball because I'd never been to Tadich's Grill. Oh, yeah. And I had the Chipino and I basically drank everything. I mean, I was like, whoa, every bite was 
fantastic. That was your favorite meal yep. on the I'm road. only regret that I didn't taste the tartar sauce, and so now I have to go back. Yeah, next time. Luckily, you go there every year for the food show, so yep. you can like build it into your, mm-hmm. um, you know, your system of what you do when yeah. you're in San Francisco. How about you? Did you have a favorite pipe? I did. We went to this restaurant called Lord Stanley, mm. and it is run by um, a couple, and uh, it's a very small restaurant, but the food that they're putting out is really just beautifully presented, and mm. um, you know, they source locally they're doing all this really cool stuff they have a lot of really great wines and we had a really nice time there so i i put my um top experiences on my instagram i saw so you if had anybody, them listed <laughs> yeah cool people were asking and like, you put tonga room on there i did i love the tonga and room took me to the tonga room and i had a um pina colada made with real pineapple juice and real coconut it was so good yeah if you haven't been to the tonga room it's a really fun experience it's it in the old fairmont inside. hotel yeah and we went <laughs> while there was live music so a band plays on a boat music. that comes across the water and it rains and Everyone it's just like singing the along. perfect tiki experience yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Sarah had never been, so my husband and I brought her along. Yeah, they're like, we have a reason to go. <laughs> yeah, well, that was really fun. I had a great time in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I think we should take this show on the road sometimes. Yeah, maybe Bring next along year we should too. broadcast at I the show. I think we should. I think we <gasps> should do it. What a great idea. I'll talk to them about that. All right, that. stay tuned, everybody. Next year, we're coming from the Fancy Food Show. But take along with us. Yeah, let's do it. And Chelsea. <laughs> I have some food news for us today. So while we were in San Francisco, uh, also the Good Food Awards was going on. And there were almost 20 companies that received awards from Oregon. Yeah, so it was amazing. Yeah, did you go to the I did. Award I went ceremony? to the awards ceremony. It was in an old theater, um, which was beautifully appointed, I might add. And I sat with some friends from New Seasons. Oh. oh, actually, I'm wrong. It wasn't New Seasons. It was Market of Choice. <laughs> Don't kill me, John. Oh, no, no. I think I have New Mix Seasons on the brain because Lori's Yeah, here. I know, right next to us. Um, well, we did have a lot of companies from Oregon that won awards, and I just wanted to mention some of them um, that are just my personal buddies, and I'm just really proud of them, so I wanted to say their names on air. So um, Alchemist Jam won an award. Yeah. We love them. Uh, Jazz Spirits won yeah. an award, and then Mount Hope Farms. So those are all very small local companies that are just doing things right, and I wanted to mention them. They're going to be some. Some of them are going to be future guests. So I just wanted to cr- congratulate everybody and Oregon all those Brian local Works. makers. Oh yeah, Oregon Brine Works. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Jacobson's. Uh, he was up there for some honey, yeah. Savvy Island honey, and Olympia Provisions. I saw yep. too. He's won one almost every year they've been there. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Well, good job, everybody. We're super Yay, proud of you. Thanks for Oregon. doing things right. Totally awesome rock stars, for sure. And if you are a food entrepreneur and have a press release or some news for us to announce, go ahead and submit those at startupradionetwork.com, and we can help you spread the word about your events, new products, and awards. But we are not just here to chat about our wild ride of a weekend. We have a special guest in the studio today. We're here with Lori Hunter of New Seasons Market. Lori is the local finds and special special events manager at New Seasons. Welcome, Lori. Hey, guys. What a great start to Friday. <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to start the day. We're so glad that you're here in the studio, and you were at the Fancy Food Show this weekend, too. Yes. There's so much food in the world. I know. There's <laughs> so many producers out there. It's yeah. A, you don't even realize until you're all in one space, and I was just yeah. like, there, we're so, uh, we're, there's so much abundance in this world. It was the first place I ever saw like a whole like 20 feet of olives and chipino onions 
and artichoke hearts and every yeah. kind of sure. A lot of the Italian importers amazing. come and have these big magical booths filled with all these wonderful cheeses and meats and yeah, things. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that's just the specialty food sector. That's not even conventional grocery, right? Yeah. 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 80,000 vendors. It was a little overwhelming. Yeah. It's so crazy. It was a wild ride. Did you have any favorite bites that you had, Lori? I really love the good food space more than the big show. So I was um, fascinated with this couple from San Francisco that are making ugly pickles out of the ugly produce. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's good. um, Yeah, I think it's just like the next step, right? Like after you buy the produce, you can actually pickle it and preserve it. So yeah, we love that kind of reusing stuff that would go to waste. They they were at the fancy food show too, though, right up in the top section. Oh, I yeah, probably didn't. Are see they them. just called yeah. ugly, ugly? Ugly pickles. Pr- yeah, yeah. Th- yeah. They were there too. They yeah. had a little space like ours. They were part of one of the incubator programs. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I went and tried their stuff. It was really good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Super fun. So, um, Lori, we wanted to have you here today because you've had kind of a long journey through food. Yes. And um, so usually we have people uh, tell their, you know, connect through Instagram. You don't. That's not your deal. But people can find you on LinkedIn if they're interested in knowing about your food background. That's where I found Lori. That's where. Yeah. Sarah and I were um, sleuthing you on the plane (laughs) and we were texting each other from different seats. And she's like, I found her on Instagram or on (laughs) LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. 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 Low key social media. Here. That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You people can follow along with New Seasons Market if right. they really want to right. um, know what it is that you do. But how long have you been with New Seasons Market? It'll be five years in April. Ooh, doesn't time go by fast? It does, yeah. Yeah, that's a long time. And so as your job as the local finds, you're you're kind of like a buyer, right? Yeah. But you also plan special events. I run the sponsorship for Feast, oh, okay. so that's what that. Yeah. Oh, and so was, you yeah. did that huge booth at Feast? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sarah and I yeah. were right across from you. Yeah, that's and right. we saw you working so hard. Yeah, I came over and got like a special <laughs> bite. I think you you and I might have met there. I'm like, ooh, what's that food? And you're right. like, who is this woman? <laughs> Actually, I know you because you're sort of a rock star. Oh. <laughs> Lori, you're so funny because every time I meet you, you say to me, hi, Lori from New Seasons, and you have no idea how important you are in my life, that I know your face. I've known you for so many years. So yeah. Lori and I actually met in 2013 yeah. when she worked for Williams-Sonoma. So oh. she doesn't really realize that she's she like changed the path of my business at that time. Yeah, and you were there for five years also? Yeah. 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 She so, was there, and you, when I met you, you um, did the events that were happening at the, right. you know, um, Williams-Sonoma stores here in Portland, so I was part of an artisan market that you were putting on during Was that Feast your idea? Week. Yeah, that was my idea. That was a yeah. great idea. It is so great. I don't think, do they do it anymore? I don't think so, because I, so I really either. spearheaded it, and then there's a lot of great success stories that came out of it, yeah. like yours. Oh, yeah. And so, and what it was, Lori created this thing where people that were very small makers like myself. I mean, it was only like my second year in business when I came there. She would do these artisan markets that were just local makers. We would all come and we would sell stuff directly to the customers that were shopping in the store. And then what happened when I was there is that because it was feast week, all of the buyers and people were in town and you had them come to the market and the CEO or president was there with her husband who came and tried my sauce I think at Lori's kind of like wow you know directing and then we got brought into the store and I mean of course the process is not that it takes a long time it took like maybe a year or 
a little bit more to like work it all out, figure it all out. But that wouldn't have happened if you didn't put on that event. Are there a lot of stories like that? Well, Jacobson Salt is probably the biggest one where the same thing where Mm -hmm. I brought them into the market. I actually sent some of their um, salt to the corporate headquarters in San Francisco. It's like we need to be in business with this brand because they're really blowing up. And it was the early days, you know, so and then they brought him in in the holiday catalog, which was huge for our business. He had like a full page spread about his story. And then Ben tells the story now because of that account, he can pay his staff. They can He can get them insurance. Yeah. You know, it's just wow. been, again, pivotal yeah. for it's, his business. It's yeah. so cool. And I loved that kind of thing. And I always encourage makers, especially when they're new, to do events like that. Because maybe it doesn't always make sense. Like sometimes I've done them in like West Elm where they don't have any food and people are like, why are you here? What are you doing? Or in anthropology. So you're in like a clothing store and they put on a food event. But good things always come out of those kind of things for me. And so even though it doesn't always like make sense at the time or you're not sure if it's worth your time I always encourage people to do it because things come out of it and it's really fun like when I did that event I met a bunch of other local makers that were just starting out like me and then you build like a support group with those people which is very so, cool. Lori, what are you doing at New Seasons that's kind of <laughs> similar to that? Um, sort of I've taken that role that I kind of created for myself at Williams-Sonoma um, and doing a similar um, job so at, for New Seasons. Yeah. The local food finds box. Can you tell us about the box? The box has actually gone away. It so, went away. Yeah. So that was something <gasps> where vend, uh, producers um, could drop off products at the stores, and then the stores could take it and then get it to me. There was some complexity with things getting lost, so now they just have to come to the office. And where's and drop the off. office? It's in the old Washington High School on Stark Street, um, where Rev Hall is. Okay. Yeah, it's a great space. Yeah, it's a really beautiful yeah. building. Can, yeah. So a lot of times I tell entrepreneurs you can just show up. Is yeah, that what people absolutely. can just show up there and drop it off? Do they have to fill out some paperwork? There or? is a form online that gives me insight to how far along they are in the process, like okay. if they have a UPC code. If they don't, that's not an obstacle at all. I can work with them. I have okay. resources to help them. So yeah. that's where it turns into more of a program rather than just a buyer position, right? So yeah. we help people get their product to the shelf. Can you kind of that's walk so cool. us through that? So somebody comes in, they have this wonderful thing that they've made, and they fill out the paperwork, and they leave it for you how long should they wait before they call you and say hey um always call me and say hey all the time <laughs> I, love it. I really like to connect with people in person okay versus a bunch of emails i find hearing the story and making face-to-face contact is insightful for me to understand their brand their mm-hmm. process and where they are in production so um are you the kind of gal, like, if somebody just shows up and you're sitting at your desk, you'll just come out and yeah, talk to them? totally, if Whoa. I can, yeah. Are you ever sitting at your desk? Because I think I see you around town too much for you to even have a desk. I work a lot. I, yeah, I work around town a lot. I like to go to people's spaces and see where they produce oh, and understand wonderful. their business models and really see, mm. you know, if they can take on all 18 stores. Can they go down to Northern California? Like, really yeah, understand you, capacity. Do you just drop in to make your spaces no. then? No, no. Oh, why not? Yeah, yeah you should come to my space. Yeah, You've never been to, to mine. Why not? Yeah. You, if you let people just drop in on you, you should just drop in on makers. I think <laughs> it's a great Lots great of times idea. they're probably not there. I mean, uh, knowing the maker schedule, like, right. you know, it's like it's like being friends with a baker. Like, we're working at 3 a.m., you know, not because yeah. we 
are doing like things in stores doing the regular time. (laughs) Yeah, I'll pop in more at PSU Farmers Market and just sort of connect there where they have their spot. Yeah, Yeah, we see you there a lot. Yeah. And if so, she has people coming through town from other places, she'll bring them through to show them the market and stuff. So they drop off their food. How much should they drop off? Um, I like to see the full line. And, okay. um, you know, if but if that's, you know, problematic, I don't ha- I mean, I can meet with them, too. So and they can bring in products. So if and, it's frozen or refrigerators, or that's OK. You yeah, guys we got have, a spot. Yeah, we have space. So, okay. yeah, and they have a front desk person. If Lori's not there, that can take your stuff and they'll mm. take care yeah. of it. Like when I've dropped off samples for holiday things, they're like, do these need to be refrigerated? Like they know what what to do. Yeah. That's okay. grocery world. So so you, <clears throat> you didn't really answer my question about how how to get back in touch with you. What? It's your favorite thing for people to do. Um, there's uh, mm-hmm. on the newseasonsmarket.com website. There's a sell to us tab, and that is the Oregon local finds email. Okay, that goes directly to me. Okay, so I look at that, and then um, I'll reach out and say, "Hey, I'm waiting for category reviews for this product, or I want to meet with you now. Let's bring it in." So okay, I don't yeah. think we've ever talked about category reviews on the show before. So yeah, um, maybe you that? could walk our listeners grocery through speak. what that means. Yeah, yeah it's totally grocery talk. Nobody yeah. talks yeah. about category reviews. Yeah. Except for you guys. So, so can you tell us yeah, what that Yeah, the grocery like? store is like a big co-op, basically. Mm-hmm. Each um, category, like hot sauce would be a category, and condiments, mm-hmm. there's a buyer for that category. Oh. So every year they look at the sales, the numbers, the movement. Okay. And then they create a threshold. So anything below it most likely will have to go away so they can make space for new, innovative, cool products that are out there because we're limited by real estate in the grocery mm-hmm. store. So... Um, Anything local gets pushed on hold and it comes to me and then I'm like, you know, what do you want to do with Marshall sauce? I'm like, well, it's selling great. Let's expand it, which we're doing this year. I love that example. You know, know, and um, let's add another skew. They're doing this really cool apple ghost chili pepper that's having Mm -hmm. some traction at the market. People are responding to it. So and then they go, okay, that's the perfect case story, you know, but then. If there's um, local products in that category that are not performing, then I have to call and like talk to the vendor and say, hey, what's going on? Can we look at some promotional pricing? Can you guys come in and demo more? Can I give you 90 days? Let's see if we can turn this around. So you try and give them solutions to stay on the shelf. Correct. That's yeah, beautiful. and I think the so the category reviews are important for for everybody for people yeah. coming into the store because you need to know t- when to get samples to the buyers, but also for you know current vendors because s- new- Lori is great about telling people like this is we're doing the category re- review and is there anything we can do to push your sales? But not every store does that. Yeah, sometimes like, stores will just look at it and drop it. Right. So that's where as a maker we, you can be kind of proactive by mm-hmm. if you're doing in store demos. If you are, um, you know, doing promotions and their flyers, if you're doing things like that, that pushes your sales. And so you can be helping it so that when those reviews happen, you don't get dropped. So you can do it on your own, even though Lori's wonderful. Not everyone does that. Right. So <laughs> that's, you, that's you, unique for after, new seasons, for sure. After you do that review, do you give those folks a velocity report or do they find out what the turns are? Or how yeah, do you I do a 90 day check in. I use Trello as a project management system. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys are familiar with it, but it's amazing. And, I've never even um, heard of it. Oh, yeah. It's 
It's so user-friendly, and you can customize it with cool backgrounds and stuff, so it's very visually appealing, which I like. Yeah, so, that's nice. um, Not yeah, everybody so I just wants put to look a, at a spreadsheet. Right, exactly. <laughs> but it sort of functions the way a spreadsheet, but a lot mm-hmm. more user-friendly. So mm-hmm. I'll put a 90-day calendar reminder in there, so then okay. I'll check in, I'll send movement, I'll say what's, you know, your next steps, how are we going to keep sales going, you know, because everything new is exciting, right? But yeah. we don't want to go to the shelf to die, as yeah. we call it. Right. So. Don't want to go to the shelf to die. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing to think about because, the you know, sometimes when we're in smaller stores as a maker, we're like highlighted on a table. But in grocery stores, you're there's so lost. many products and things can get lost. So you do have to kind of work with the team to be like, hey, can I come in and demo my stuff so that it's there and I'm standing out in the shelf next to it? I always ask to do that when I go to New Seasons because when you go do a demo there, if you're at the solutions counter, mm-hmm. everyone thinks you work at New Seasons. So oh. they mostly ask you where the bathroom is right. and um, if they can return something to you. Yeah. And so I always, Alon knows, he does a lot yeah, of demos exactly. for people. Um, so I always ask when I schedule those demos to be in the aisle oh, on like a little, smart. they'll wheel out a little um, kind Table. of like rolly cart for you mm-hmm. and, and then you can have your product on it and it just makes more sense. So that's my um, tip for people that, that go and do tip. demos in New Seasons. I mean, the solutions counter is wonderful and when when the employees of New Seasons are doing the demos there, it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But as a maker, it doesn't always. And so unless you have they have a bunch of us up there at one time and then it mm-hmm. kind of does but if it's just you I always just ask to me and and everyone has been great about it they're like oh yeah we'll just wheel out a cart for you and then I just stand next to usually the hot sauce so, so is a solution for low sales maybe evaluating where the placement is in the store to yeah make that's sure part that... of it um, part of it is opting into promotional pricing putting mm-hmm. it on sale and we can help with that too so um, and what I like vendors to do is look at the year holistically and opt into two promotions or quarterly is optimum and then during that time of the monthly promotion hit the stores with demos yeah because that's the magic formula right here's the maker here's the incredible story here's the tasty product oh boom it's on sale let me buy it yeah i was reading a cajun life guy he said that it's better to have a flat rate to wholesale and then be able to give discounts on the back end Mm -hmm. so keep that in mind folks yeah yeah, and it really does help with sales. Anytime we do a promotion with New Seasons, Lori's great, too, about like setting it up to, like, oh, here, we're going to run the sale. Let's stock up the stores with this one flavor that we're mm-hmm. going to feature. And and you've done last year, um, we did one where it was, like, a recipe. I'm not sure if you wrote the recipe. No, it was one of the promotions managers. So. But it was such a good one. It was, like, um, halibut with our Serrano ginger lemongrass sauce Ooh. and coconut milk. And people come to the market all the time, and they're like, I sampled this thing at New Seasons, and this is a year later they'll be like I buy this sauce all the time it's one of my recipes people will show me the recipe on the phone and be Mm. like you need to make this like this is so good and I'm like oh yeah yeah I know I know I know (laughs) so my role in that is we celebrate when halibut season starts Mm -hmm. right our customers love it we have an event people can buy whole fish we cut it up for them and then uh, people at the solution just ask sample it and then if I can tie in a local product um, then we feature that with a promotional pricing. So that sounds good. That yeah, was wildly. It was one you of guys were like best. delivering on Saturday night yeah. too because they'd run out and yeah. stuff on Saturday. We had to yeah. restock all the stores. Like Lori placed an order that yeah. was you know much bigger than our regular orders, yeah. and we sold all of them out. So then we were like, okay, they're still running the promo. We got to get them the sauce so nice. that people are eating it. Sauce alert! Yeah, sauce emergency. <laughs> so something that happens with that too, which I just found out about because we did a similar thing with ground up nut butter um, with our fifty percent off nut butter. Um, event um, that when sales reach a certain level, it starts to appear on spins. 
So people that are watching Spins data Mm. see that. And because of that, I think Fred Meyer has picked up Ground Up now. I don't even know what Spins is. Can you tell us about it? It's a data source. For grocery? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, track case sales and stuff like that. You can pay money and get a report on your category. That gives you all kinds of insight Mm -hmm. to customer behavior. Big companies have people that just sit all day and watch spins. Wow. Mm -hmm. I've never even heard of it. We had it at Gardenburg. They're watching the categories so closely. Oh, we are going to take a commercial break and then we're going to come back and try some awesome products that Lori brought us. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of the Meaningful Marketplace. Committed to serving all Oregonians with the mission to advance the science that lives at the crossroads of conservation and production. We are inspired by the creativity of food innovation, new economic opportunities, and new experiences. Because food brings people together. Okay, Lori, so I was sleuthing you, as we know, on LinkedIn, and I saw that you have a degree from St. John's University in early childhood development. Yes. Tell us how you use that skill as a buyer. How do you help people with all that knowledge? Well, in the bigger story, I took some time off after high school and was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, and I ended up in the restaurant business. Mm. And um, after kind of not fitting in with people in the world, the restaurant was my happy place. You know, I found my tribe there. It was great. And unfortunately, there's a lifestyle that goes with restaurant work sometimes, which isn't sustainable. So then I decided I wanted to be a teacher because that seemed like a cool space to work in. So I got my degree from St. John's, lived and taught in Manhattan, um, which didn't really jive with a teacher salary. So I found myself having to work in the restaurants again to support my teaching. Yeah, you never really meet any teachers in New York that only are teachers. They always have two jobs. Right. And so um, from there, I met my husband and we moved to Alabama and opened a restaurant. So big turn in the road. But... um, All of those things, the restaurant work, the small business startup, and the teaching really come into play in what I do every day. Yeah. So those skills of early childhood development, understanding how people learn, how people listen, how people interact in the world, um, really give me empathy to the startup mentality. It's kind of like that book, Everything You Needed to Know You Learned in Kindergarten. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Yeah, That's what it is. I always think that too, like I didn't know that this would be the place that I was going to end up in, but you know, I started as a social worker and I feel like all of those skills just kind of come into my world now as an entrepreneur. And then even as like, you know, working with all these people just for our radio show or like connecting to new makers, um, a lot of my social work life and background it, it helps just yeah. to like yeah. guide people a little bit and, and give them advice and talk about things like yeah. I had no idea it would come back around but then here it is. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it is very cool. Well, I want to know about the restaurant that you had. Yeah, Loretta's? Loretta's, yeah, that was the southern version of my name so um, oh, you know in classic startup fashion my husband and I love to cook and feed people and that was our happy place and we thought we should move to the South and um, open a restaurant because we like to cook, not knowing anything about the restaurant business, except that I'd worked in it. Yeah. And he was a business manager for a Japanese photographer in Manhattan at the time, so we had some insight there. But when we would visit his family, there was never anywhere we'd like to eat. Once you did the fried oyster, 
yeah. deal. There was the no fried everything. The fried everything. There was no salad. There was no other option. So we thought that made a lot of sense to pack up the U-Haul, move out of Manhattan to Mobile. And um, that's where he was from, right? Right. Yeah, he had gone to Bard College. So I grew up in upstate New York near Bard College. So I had a lot of friends from there. So, um, mm. and he had like a classic Tennessee Williams upbringing in an old home called Mildew Manor. Mildew um, Manor. Yeah. <laughs> And a lovely um, home on the Gulf of Mexico, a second Mm -hmm. home, an old beach kind of shack, which I just loved. And I was like, why aren't we here 50 weeks and in New York two weeks? We need to reverse the equation. So we made the big move and opened a restaurant and had some success. You know, it was a sort of an early farm to table Mm. restaurant. And it's really where I started to understand um, how broken our food system was. Um, Where we were, we, our signature dish was shrimp and grits. And one day I was looking at this block of shrimp that we got, and I realized it was from Vietnam. And I was like, "What? Hi, distributor guy, can we get local shrimp? You know, because we live on the Gulf of Mexico, yeah. which makes right? grows the most beautiful shrimp in the world." And um, he said, "No." Then I went to a shrimper, and I was like, "Can I buy this for my restaurant?" And he was like, "No, it's all going to New York." Because they're buying it for the Southport, the yeah. seafood market there. That's how it was when I went to Chile. They take all the good food and ship it out. And then the people who live there have very terrible diets yeah. and very terrible food. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is really broken. So then yeah. we started to work with farmers to grow our um, greens for salads. It was the advent of the spring mix. Remember those days when that came <laughs> on? Now it's like everywhere, but I remember it was yeah. such a huge exotic thing to That's get like great. baby spring greens. Anything you know? that wasn't iceberg lettuce right. was like a big deal. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking, how smart was that guy to start that business? So, um, Super. yeah, then we, uh, you know, the restaurant was open for a while. It was written up in Savor magazine. We had some highlights and, you know, we developed a customer, but then the um, marriage broke. And I um, went to New Orleans to sort of understand the food system there. Mm -hmm. And then Katrina came along. Oh, you were there? So all these twists and turns in my life. And then I ended up in my parents' retirement community in Scottsdale trying to figure out what to do with my life. And that's where I went into uh, culinary retail um, in Arizona for Sir Latab and really wanted to get back to teaching food, my teaching um, background. And then I fast-tracked into management, which was soul-crushing. Um, in retail, so as it can be, yeah. Where I <laughs> yeah, remember being on vacation in Hawaii, and I was like in the business lounge looking at reporting, and I was like, "You're in Hawaii, get out of here." Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I just said, "That's it. I want to go be part of the local food movement." Portland was a cool destination. My sister was here when I would visit. She would take me to New Seasons. I was like, "This is such a cool place." Mm, so that's so cool. Yeah. So then I came out here, um, went into Williams Sonoma to run their culinary program and teach classes, which is originally what I wanted to do. So that was awesome. And then started the artisan market. Wow! And then from there, took those skills into new season. So that's a wonderful story. Yeah, that's yeah. so great. And now we're so it, lucky to have you. Oh, <laughs> you've been all you around, oh. and now you're here with us. It's oh. so awesome. But it's like this oh. job this at new seasons. It like it. I was telling this to your husband, actually, at one of the many holiday marketplaces this year. Um, I've had this sort of weird disjointed life of, like, 
restaurant worker, teacher, chef, you know, culinary retail. But now it all makes sense. Like I've come to this place where all really people. Yeah. Now I'm with my people. Mm -hmm. And that's what it seems like just to be around you. uh, um, You know, it seems like you're doing exactly what you are meant to be doing. That's what it feels like. And you are encouraging to all of us. And like you are part of our maker community. Like there isn't anybody that's in New Seasons that doesn't know you that hasn't, you know, like as a maker that, that hasn't interacted with you. Like you're part of our life and it's so cool it's so good should we try these foods yeah Lori brought us some new foods and and um they are all Lori I'm gonna have you tell us what you're gonna have us try so she brought us some really cool stuff that I've never seen any of it I know that's what's uh this is what I do so first of all start out I brought in some sumos because we as a company have I think some of the best local produce although yeah these are from California um, a sumo is a cross between a mandarin and a navel orange, and it was developed in Japan. California growers have it now. The little top knot on it looks like a sumo top knot. So um, I like it because it's easy to peel, and it's absolutely delicious. And when they come in, we celebrate them. This weekend in New Seasons, we're doing a citrus festival, so you can come in and try over 20 oh, varieties. I love when you guys do that. I know. In the dark of winter, when it's all raining, all this beautiful citrus is there to try. So This um, is really easy to peel. Yeah. And if you guys are or any listeners are around, go in and check it out because it's a great opportunity to try new products. Um, cool. So I'm for our um, for our farm friends out there, because we have so many at the farmers market, if they're interested in getting, let's say, a lettuce or something yeah. into the produce department, would they still go through you, or is that a separate buyer? No, they go through that same portal on the okay. website, okay. Um, sell to us, and then I forward it to Jeff Fairchild, who is our mastermind category manager for produce. So, so if there's somebody in Florida like growing ugly fruit or something like that, can they contact you too? They a lot of people do go okay. through that. And then I sort of connect them to the buyers. I don't interact with them necessarily. Or if it's like a hard no, then I'll just let them know. So they're not out there hanging out in virtual reality. Like, are we going to be in new seasons or not? So, yeah, I think um, we get a lot of questions from our farmers, especially smaller farmers, of how to get into grocery because it's not always clear to them because it's, you know, sometimes it'll just be like, we want to be in one store and it would be new seasons would be the perfect one. But they don't always know how to do it. So it's good to know that I can just refer them to that same system. Yeah. Yeah. They could bring in their awesome. And we have small vendors that are um, um, just in a few stores, too. Our produce buyers work like that. So these are cookies. Um, This application came in to me from a brand called Cookie Town. The owner is a 16-year-old boy who makes homemade cookies and delivers them to people. So I was like, I got to meet this guy, right? Like, so he came in with his mom. Toffee, yeah, and um, he is now making cookies for four of our stores: Cedar Hills, Progress Ridge, Orenco Station, and Raleigh Hills. Every morning before he goes to school, looks like real butter. That is the cutest story. He is adorable. I love Jack. Yeah, so um, Mm. he's in our cookie bar. So for our customers that go in, how will they know it's his cookie? If they hear this story and they want to go get the cookie, how do they know what to ask? So in the cookie bar, which is cookies by the Mm -hmm. pound. Program it shows like Bluebird Bakers. We work with a lot of local they bakeries. They have good cookies too. Oh man, they're so good. Oh um, and it'll say Cookie Town. Okay, on Cookie his Town. Sleeve. Yeah. So everybody go in and buy Jack's cookies yeah. from Cookie Town. <laughs> He'll be so excited. Can't wait to tell him it I looks talked about great. him. Yeah. So and then I'll, the other. I'll try it. I'll try everything. Sarah can't try these ones because she's a gluten free guy. Oh yeah, they yeah, are not. GF. But it looks I, so good. I try everything. So. Right. <laughs> Except for shrimp. Except for shrimp. That's There's the only no thing I can't have. Uh huh. 
So the other mm. product I brought is so the tea, so which we can't really see on the radio. But, but the tea box is We'll beautiful. post pictures of it because these are the most beautiful tea boxes I have ever seen. So this is a girl, Kate. She works um, and her sister work with a um, community in Kenya. Um, they provide employment for the women of the village and the women create um, the artwork on the front of the box. Um, they cut out the figures and each box has a unique um, piece in it. And then the women that don't have the dexterity still skills, the older women do the little beads on the inside for the little to and from tag. Um, 100% of the after profits go to the village and provide an education for orphans. Um, I mean, it's just an incredible brand and we're gonna bring her in in February or March. You can find it in the stores, but um, her story is just, it's so heartbreaking and wonderful at the same time. Yeah, it's so its so nice. We're, we'll try to get her on the show, too, yeah. so she can come talk about her business. But the um, tea, the piece of artwork that's in the tea box, you can actually take out, and then you can keep it and have it. And collect them, So yeah. it's kind oh, of like right. you're yeah. getting the that's beautiful cool. tea, but you're also getting this wonderful piece of artwork made by these women, which is really nice. And when they, uh, Kate shared that when they take the women that on field nice. trips, you start to see that um, happen in the art where they'll go on a boat and then all of a sudden there'll be boats in the pieces that they make or if they took them to a zoo once and they saw these animals yeah so it's really interesting we sarah um set up a few years back for um these female makers that were all had businesses in uh, different parts of africa they came on this exchange trip to come here and they came and watched me make sauce and i still am connected with a lot of them because they didn't even the the thing that i use which is you know in, in the food system it's it's not advanced it's just a little funnel with a handle but for a lot of them because they made sauces and jams and one lady made wine and she was just hand pouring it so I like just from them coming Technology. that one time yeah Woo. they um, were able to kind of change their business a little bit and I still get messages from all of them yeah. of like what they're doing and it's I helped so cool. one of them with their soy milk and we worked on the shelf shelf uh, life Oh, yeah. Kind of fun. Oh, wow. That's All through so the cool. internet. Yeah, yeah, I think even it was through Instagram, actually. Yeah. Instant messaging. It's really cool that we can all be connected with all these people yeah. from all over the world now. That didn't used to be the case. Mm-hmm. Laura, you brought us some other things here. So that's Recipe 33. That comes what? from a producer in um, Seattle. They're mm. brined almonds. What? So as a chef, this just blew my mind because, brined? you know, and he was in college working on a business plan and eating the flavor dusted almonds and their fingers were all dirty. And then he thought, why don't I brine them? So he's created this process where he brines them for a couple of days. This is a lemon and rosemary product. It's absolutely delicious. He has four Sarah skews. pictures yeah. of everything so we can post about it. You'll be, you guys will be able to see on our Instagram the products we're talking about. They're so addicting and delicious. There's a Serrano pepper one. And each bag has like a little piece of lemon and rosemary in it. So Whoa, it's really delicious. Cool. Yeah. So oh, how yeah, does that open it up and it to smells like... so good? And then look, there's these little pieces. Of... Yeah, that's so. Oh. It's, it's one of my favorite things we sell, and one of the, my favorite vendors. Well, I, I love all my vendors. I feel like a proud mom when I see them in the food shows yeah. and stuff too. I'm like, look at you! This is so exciting. That's cool. that's but, how it felt yeah. when you came to our booth. Yeah. I was like, Lori, look where I am. Yeah, I know. Where this is, this is great. Yeah. 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 So well, they are really good. I know they're like you know he's yeah, done fine. everything right in terms of packaging and branding and. It's, um, wow. yeah. He, I mean, they really taste like what they're supposed to taste like, but you, I thought there was going to be stuff around the outside, right. but it's like infused into it. Yeah. He it's just so soaks cool. them in these flavorful brines. I love that. Yeah. Those mm. are delicious. Yeah. They're great. And then from him, I met this oh. woman, Bella, 
Um, Did you taste lemony? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bella brought me these um, macadamia nuts um, in the shell. Um, and what I didn't realize is what makes macadamia so expensive is that the shelling process is hard work. really hard work. So her family in Vietnam created a machine that scores the shells. Here, I opened it up so you can try one. Hmm. I didn't want and them to they, fall all over the yeah. floor. <laughs> I once had a bag of, of so um, if you mac- drop it on the table. Oh, sorry to interrupt. I once had a yeah. bag of macadamia nuts in my freezer for 10 years. Right. They last forever. So, oh, that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. So, these I've never seen this. So, the macadamia nuts come in the shell and then they are scored. scored. You can drop it on the table and that'll crack it open too, which is kind of a fun little game. This is so cool. And so, you, I've I've never had a macadamia nut in a shell. I know. It's so, and when she <laughs> presented... It's always done already, It's like a coconut know? shell. When mm-hmm. she presented to me, she brought in macadamia nuts out of our bulk bins at New Seasons Market, and then we tried them side by side, and by being in the shell, the taste was mm-hmm. way it's better. Outstanding. Yeah. yeah. They're so So um, her family has invented the machine that scores them, so they're easy to open. That is so um, neat. And now, because of her relationship in New Seasons Market, she was able to sell her nail salon. Um, oh. She's just focusing on distribution of these, and now her family is all working because we went into business with them. That's so so awesome, and it, I mean, it is really like it's food and innovation right. by creating this machine, but it's really a classic product, and it's better right. because it doesn't dry out, you know, and it it seems like a lot fresher. Agreed. That's really cool. Yeah, and I love the little box with a see-through window on it. Like, packaging is so important in the startup space, too. So people so. can see what they're getting. And uh, so can people go and get those now at New Seasons? Yep, we and have them in all stores. Where? What section would they find them in? They're in where there's, like, um, it's kind of a weird section, but it's um, there's, like, specialty nuts and, like, snack food, like, where the seaweed like, chips are and stuff. Like, Is that the one that's by the produce section sometimes? No, no it's near um, where coconut water is, mm-hmm. too. It's kind of, like, healthy snacking, I think think is what we call it cool. so it's interesting to know the different sections sometimes people don't know whenever i um the stores are kind of set up the same too so sometimes i'll say well i don't know if it's still like this but we used to always be on aisle six of right. new season so i would be like yeah you can find it at new seasons it's in aisle six and then somebody came back to me at the market and was like i went to aisle six it was like <laughs> exactly. this and it was when they opened up like one of the smaller stores yeah. and i was like oh i should stop telling people that because i don't want to send them to the wrong place and they will tell you. The customers yeah. are very vocal, back. and they're awesome they're because like, of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I found it, but it was in the wrong place, and I need you to know that. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, these products are all really great. I'm excited about them. It's fun that you get to bring stuff in from all over the place, too, yeah. not just Yeah, and I mean, I think about, like, the mantra that I have when I'm looking at a product. I say, what if ground up? Those are my, that's my words, because I think, what if we said no to ground up nut butters, right? Mm. Because at the time they presented the category was crowded. We had Wild Friends. We were launching our partner brand. Um, we had Bliss. We had all the Elliott's nut butters, like lots of great local have, nut butters. We and have great nut butters in, yeah. in the region. And um, if we said, no, this is a $16 jar of nut butter, there's no room for you, which had been really easy to do, right? Yeah. But my boss, who was running the local fines program at the time, was like, no, let's go into a few stores and see what happens. And now, I mean, the work that those girls do and the give back part of their business is huge. So yeah. I think about impact. I think about the impact of the tea and what that will do for that brand, the impact of Bella with her macadamia nuts, you know, and how yeah. that will help her family in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not sourced locally and 100% local, but that's the space I like to play in. Like, how do we help? Yeah, that's out, so yeah. great. 
Because I think, I mean, it works. I mean, mm-hmm. y- it makes it so that people can have this be their business, which even when I went to some of the um, presentations that were happening at the Fancy Food Show and they were saying that's really key to your business being successful is to do it full time, not keep your full time job until it can succeed. But that's hard to do, um, you know, and and really getting into a store like New Seasons is what made it so that I could do that, you right. know, so that I could do my business full time um, as a small maker. That mm-hmm. that kind of is the the key to it so it's really cool that you get to change people's lives in that way relationships are so important yeah i do want to talk about um the sale of new seasons because um what's going on new seasons sold i I actually everyone is talking about it yeah i like had a rumor like a month or 45 days before we heard about it yeah. yeah, people were already talking. Oh, and when I emailed sold. you about it, you were like, "Yeah, it's really b- positive. We're excited about it." So we want to know what tell us yeah, about it. We're super. I mean, we knew that it was coming. We just didn't know who. So it created this sort of nebulous, unsure space that we were living in for the last year. Like, are we going to be gobbled up by some corporate monster, or are we going to be able to continue on our mission? So, bottom line is, new owners, same mission, vision, and values for the company, and we get mm-hmm. to align with these cool um, natural grocery stores on the West Coast. That Good Foods Holding owns, um, so Seattle will be Met Market, uh, Oregon will be New Seasons, Northern California New Leaf Community Markets that we mm. own, and then uh, Bristol Farms in Southern California. So oh. I feel like we're in great company. It completes our portfolio in this really beautiful way. I think I know a buyer so, from Bristol Farms. Yeah, well, he judges the Sophie Awards with me. Yeah, we, I just started all, following them on Instagram. All, too. all of those yeah. people were just at the food show too. A lot yeah. of them came and talked to us, but I didn't realize they were part of kind of the same company now. Right. So, oh, so nice they're team. all yeah. It, those are really wonderful stories. It's yeah. a nice collection of places. And how great for us to all be sort of grouped together, you know, and that's sort of the piece that was missing in the reporting that came yeah. out. So, okay, um, monkey in the closet. You guys shut down the commissary? Yeah, that was out. not related to the sale of the company. Unfortunately, it was put out that way. But, um, you know, there's just some work that had to be done there. Um, originally, the capacity for it was maybe for 10 stores. It was servicing yeah. 20. It's too you much. Know? And there was just more and more stuff piled on it. And I heard you're reconfiguring it. So is it going to open up again? Yeah, it'll oh. reopen. Um, same location, maybe same different? Same location, yeah. All the staff that are there have been are working in stores are all paid, still have their benefits. So, nice. Um, it just is the most efficient way to manage the system update. So, so what, are they making all those yummy things like in each local kitchen then, or, or did uh, you? Yeah, just... a lot of the production work went back to the stores, which those teams are stoked about. And you know, like kitchen workers are people; yeah. they really jump up and step up, and have mm-hmm. done an amazing jobs. Nice. And then we've tapped into local producers like Higher Taste and Bowie Tofu Rolls. They've like filled some spaces for us for the grab and go items. Nice. And um, yeah. And then uh, next up is the bread production. That'll start happening. Yeah, you had a nice bakery there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I really want um, the focaccia to come back and the pizza dough. Is it going to? Uh, yeah. Sarah's like the pizza dough is gone. Stores that have um, production bakery production in them, which most of them do, they still have the focaccia. So, so okay. division, I think. Yeah. So I'm, bakes, my store is yeah. Woodstock, and it's yeah. really small, so I they probably Woodstock. don't ha- have that capacity. But maybe uh, they'll bring it back later. They're w- right now division. they're working on stores with productions. We'll bring products to the stores without production. So that's nice. the next step. So cool. cool. Yeah. Seven Corners will have focaccia. For We're good. nimble. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks That's for um, news. <laughs> easing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually from the insider scoop at New Seasons Market. We're very excited about this um, purchase. And yeah, I mean, it's going to, 
give us the opportunity to focus on Oregon, which is what we do best, you know, so. Well, and we're almost out of time. So I wanted to give you a chance to talk about one of those things that you are um, doing because you have a partner fund loan program, yeah. right? Can you tell our listeners about that? Because I think it would be good for some of them. Yeah. So um, it's just a chance for startups um, to get money that's not from traditional funding. It's um, 1% of our partner um, partner brand products like the New Seasons Market branded products um, has been put into an account. So if you're a small producer, like one of our producers, she does a lot of our Mediterranean food. She was hand rolling falafels. Uh-huh. So if she could buy a falafel maker, she could increase her production. So we were able to lend her the money for the falafel maker. And then she presented a business plan and um, we got it for her. So That's she's so paying cool. us back based on the sales of the increased production. So yeah. um, we're looking for, um, we really want to look at like women-owned businesses, underserved communities, and make it accessible funding for them. It's a low interest rate. Um, we don't need a credit score or anything. You know, cool. It's really about a business plan and really helping people get to the next level. That's so, an awesome program, yeah. and it seems like it will really help some of our small local female makers, which we have on the show. Sometimes we have people that come yes. in that want to buy one new piece of equipment, so we can yeah. maybe send them your way. Yeah, that's also on the NewSeasonsMarket.com website under the Partner Loan Fund. You can yeah, just perfect. go there and apply and... Yeah, it's really exciting. So that's we, awesome. think, we give out money quarterly. I think Whole Foods used to have a program like that because Lisa Herlinger started up with that. Yep, exactly. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome that it's here through you yeah. guys. Yeah. All right, Lori, anything else you want to tell us about? Any events you have planned coming up or anything? Uh, just really working on Feast again this year. I'm excited. Yeah, um, I brought you cool. guys each a bag from, we partnered with Travel Oregon last Ooh, year. They um, had good goodies. Yeah, they do. They're yeah. such an amazing group of people. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, and hopefully you, we'll see you at the event. I mean, yeah. I know I'll see you right. before then. But <laughs> And if anybody's making any cool products, come see me. I'd love to yeah, talk to you. Any yeah. other last like wisdom things that you want to tell us that you want to leave the show yeah, with? Yeah, I think in terms of understanding the grocery business, if something new comes in, something has to go out. Mm. So that's something you need to understand. I can't just bring in stuff and put it anywhere, although sometimes I do that. Um, <laughs> and we make room, push it aside. But really, yeah. that's like that's something people need to understand that there is a process and it mm-hmm. does take time. And also, it's as you know, it's expensive to get into grocery. So yeah, yeah, just know those things. Cool. Yeah. That's good advice. Thanks for having me here, you guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, thanks for yeah. everything you do. We're so excited to Yay. have you here and yeah. have you part of our food community. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for the We're work lucky. you do. Yeah. Thank you. We record Masoni and Marshall inside of Ned Space. Tune in live every week, Fridays at 9 a.m., or you can find us on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes and now on Stitcher. Thank you to our audio engineer, Alon, and our production assistant, Chelsea. If you want to be a guest on the show, submit press releases or anything like that, you can do that at startupradionetwork.com. Until next week, thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of the Meaningful Marketplace. Committed to serving all Oregonians with the mission to advance the science that lives at the crossroads of conservation and production. We are inspired by the creativity of food innovation, new economic opportunities, and new experiences. Because food brings people together. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen. Learn launch.
10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.